0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast series, 95 Meditations Through Colossians, Campus Collective. I'm your host today, per usual, Andrew O'Callahan, and I'm here once again on this fun Thursday with Anthony Henderson. Anthony, how are you feeling today? What are we going to get into in Colossians?
1: Good, man. Uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 is where our truth is today. It says, if then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of Christ. God. Um, this, this idea of the already not yet, that in some way we are already raised with Christ and where He is seated at the right hand of God is a staggering truth that I can't even begin to pretend that I have all figured out. Hmm. And that I don't think anyone can.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is a, a this connects really well to all the ideas which we have meditated on in the past several days, and, you know, as you've been on the podcast, Paul here says, he just assumes it's true. He says, if you have been raised with Christ, this is he's saying this is what we believe as Christians, right? We believe by faith that we have been raised with Christ. Mm. We know that this is a future thing which will be fully consummated, that this will become more fully true one day. But the logic here is that because we know it's happening, it might as it might have all might as well have already happened. Like We have that spark of the new life, in a sense, already in us. The Spirit is now in us, which connects us uh, by faith in some miraculous way uh, in the working of God to the person of Christ, even right now. Yeah, I think that's so practical for us in
1: just our, our walk, our killing of sin, and um, just overall hope, just that, that reminder that Christ died, we died. Christ raised, we raised. And then one day we will fully be where Christ is like forever. And but but in some way like Paul is implying that it's us it's an already truth, right? He tells us to seek the things that are above, so to to already be living in such a way that has our hope set on this future kingdom that is coming but is already here, not in a he doesn't hit either extreme, right? Like give up and just wait for the day Jesus returns, or the everything is hopeless doom and gloom. Like he says, like okay, Christ is raised, you are raised. Now seek the kingdom. Seek what's above.
0: Yeah, I think I was, um, you know, and I had an image I was going to employ, but I think I've actually lost it. You forgive me, Anthony. I forgive you. Podcast listeners, you're going to forgive me. I think I've lost the image, or else it's it's gone somewhere into the metaverse. So hopefully it'll it'll reappear one day. Hey Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. bring it back out for you. Hey Mark, if you're listening out there, I would like you to return that image to my mind. But you know, just taking it from this strange place that we've ended up, uh, I think that there is something incredible. There's not really a comparison to this, right? Like you can you can create an image. It wouldn't be hard. Here's an image I do have in my head. Uh, we can use kind of cliche financial images, which we tend to resort to. Uh, so let's say um, you have the promise of receiving a million dollars on the next, next, a week from the day, right? You, now, you don't currently have that money, but you might as well go out and spend, right? I mean, you can go out and spend all kinds of dollars you want, like it on the credit card, right? And somebody would say, well, that's kind of foolish. You don't have the money yet. Well, it's if it's a guarantee... <laughs> Uh, it might as well already be true. So you can't say that, okay, so with Christ. If we will be raised with Christ one day in finality, we might as well live as though it's already true. But this this is different, right? Because it's not as though it were already true, because Paul speaks about it as though it truly, not in the metaphorical or symbolic sense, but in a very literal sense, it's already true. You have already been raised with Christ. Uh, not simply by virtue of knowing it will happen one day, but... This is kind of the mystery of faith, which we have no comparison for on earth. You have, in a sense, a spark. I guess that's kind of like a fire image, but you have a a spark of the person of Christ or the life of Christ in you even now. And that is the power, right? Because you wouldn't even have a quote-unquote spiritual credit card, I guess, to keep with the old metaphor uh, to spend with if, if it weren't true of us now. But in essence, we have a part of that new life even now. Uh, otherwise, we would have no no hope of living as though it were true because we would still be dead, right?
1: Mm. And I think a practical application of that is like he he uses the word about above, the seek the things that are above, not seek the things that are in the here and now. Just that challenge that as Christians, especially college students, what are we seeking? like are we seeking the things that are above? Or are we seeking the things that will last? Um, when Christ returns, are are we seeking to just go to school, get an education, make a bunch of money, and die and retire? I'm reminded of John Piper's seashell sermon with that man, where he classic paints the. I don't know if this is copyright or not, John. I'm sorry, hey, this is for John Piper. Uh, where this he, episode is sponsored by Desiring God. Where he just paints this picture of um, like a wasted life of this couple that retired early at 50 and they they got to go to Florida and they had an RV and they collected shells and that was it and then he raised the question what are you what are you going to present to the king of the universe at the end of all of that Are you say like here's my RV and here's my my seashells and he compares can contrast that with two ladies that would arguably sought the things that were above sought sharing the gospel and helping to secure, being instruments that God would use to secure the salvation of lost people um, and then ended up dying in a jeep wreck. Like, what are we seeking is so convicting.
0: Absolutely. You know, I think that the gospel frees us uh, to live most truly. There's just so many lies out there, and we, we believe these lies in our flesh, that the things which are fading are actually, the lie is that they're actually really, really good, right? That these things are actually worth living and dying for. Uh, Like, because they're such nice pleasures, uh, we we think, you know, I know they're fading, I know they're temporary, but I'm just going to live for them anyways because they're that great. They're not. You know, these temporary passions are fleeting. And moreover, we would believe the lie that the things of God are actually less satisfactory, less pleasing to 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 us personally uh, when, in fact, these pleasures are infinite. They're forever. They do not fade, and they only get deeper. Like We only enjoy these pleasures more deeply as we embrace more fully the abundant life given us in Christ. Mm-hmm. I agree. Thank you for tuning in today, uh, guys. I just want to uh, sort of exhort us today, like if you're listening, to to embrace by faith that you presently are alive with Christ if you have received the Spirit of God through repentance and belief in the gospel. It's true. Uh, let's not sit around thinking if we can philosophically embrace that before we accept it. Let's just accept it. It's true. Christ says so. Paul, the Word of God says so. Uh, so we can believe it. You know, let's let's not be higher philosophers than God is. Um, I appreciate you tuning in today. I hope you will continue with us tomorrow for Anthony's last day. It's going to be Friday tomorrow. Uh, on the podcast as we finish the series 95 Meditations Through Colossians.